This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. This morning in the morning time. Good morning, Stu. It's not morning, but good morning. Good morning, Jeffy. Good morning to you. A very pleasant good morning, everyone. Good morning. Well, thank you, Pat. Good morning, Stu. Good, good morning, morning this afternoon morning or morning. evening, whatever you happen to be listening to this in the morning time this morning. Well, it good is morning, still morning everybody. where we're broadcasting from. Yeah, so right morning. now, it is a very pleasant good morning. Good morning. From the studios in Las Colinas, Texas. Good morning to you, Stu. Good morning to you, Jeffy. Oh, Pat, good morning. <laughs> All right. Uh, from the Washington Post, Election Lab. Election Lab. Election Lab. 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 Uh, Republicans are apparently favored to control the Senate. Holy cow, look at this. A 96% chance yeah, they've as been of today. Way, you know, 96%? Yeah, uh, Washington Post has been... Oof. Incredibly optimistic uh, throughout with their projections uh, for to a them, while. Though, it's pessimistic. Yeah, I'm just, pessimistic. I'm just saying, incredibly yes. pessimistic. They're trying to mm. lower expectations. I mean, I don't think it's 96. percent I mean, look at here's our little board. Now you have 50 race, 50. Let's say we have three uh, toss-up seats here, right? You have three mm-hmm. toss-up seats right here. So obviously, saying that they're toss-ups could mean they could easily go to the Democrats. The last guy I would say leans Republican, but still, these three these could easily go to the Democrats. Which right there is going to make it 50 to 50. They don't even have to win one of the states the Republicans are favored in to mm. control the Senate. All they have to do is sweep the toss-ups. That's it. Now, it's hard to sweep races, and you don't want to have to do that if you're trying to you know, stay in control as a party, because usually something falls through the cracks. One of your races doesn't work out. I mean, this has happened with Republicans before, with, with races like... Um, uh, you know, going back to Indiana uh, in 2012 or 2008 in Colorado and Nevada. There's been races like that that have happened. And, you know, it's 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 or 2010, excuse me, in Nevada and Colorado. It's, it's frustrating at times because I mean, even Republicans back in the day had a majority and one of their senators decided to leave the party. What was that guy's name? Was he Vermont? I can't remember. Do you remember who I'm talking about? This is back in um, had to be. 2000, 2001, in that general vicinity. Um, and uh, they had, the Republicans had, I think, 50, a 51 seat, or maybe it was 50 to 50, and they had uh, the Republican control at the time. I can't remember exactly what the situation was, but one of the guys, one of their own senators decided, well, I'm going to leave, you know, Republican. It wasn't a Republican. I didn't leave Republican Party. Republican Party left me. Jeffords. Jeffords. Jeff. Ah, oh, that name pisses me off just thinking of it. Jeffords. Uh, and so he left and gave control to the Democrats. Uh, because our Republican Party, I didn't leave Republican Party. Republican Party left me. The same same thing everybody says. Yeah. What Charlie Chris says. What Arlen Specter says. When you lose favor in your own party, you just say that. Um, I didn't leave the Republican Party. The Republican Party left me. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Arlen. Thank you, Ar- thank you, Arlen. Arlen, thank, thank you. I'm not done yet. I'm oh, sorry. I'm oh, sorry. Thank you. Okay, so the... Okay, so the... 
So I don't know. To me, ninety-six percent is insanely optimistic. It's a tad high. Yeah, tad high perhaps. I put it. In, I would put it in the sixties. I will say most models have it in the seventies now, though. I'm probably more pessimistic because I just. How many times have we seen this uh, we've happen? We've been burned time it's, after time after time. Look at Chris McDaniel. I mean, Chris McDaniel, yeah. here's something. He's up by five, six points. He's easily sure winning. He won the initial election. It, it, the mm-hmm. people who you know you'd think w- would come out and be you know he would he, he was heavily favored to win his election yeah. and then somehow magically these things wind up happening every time against our candidates. I know. Right? Now I know Jeffy it's is going to bring up like, the conspiracy. I don't know. Like I don't know. The machines are rigged. The voter fraud. Hmm. It's almost something like that. <laughs> but you know it can't be, right? You know that. In your I heart. mean. I know Stu thinks it can't be. Right. I don't think it is. I didn't think. I don't think it can be. It <laughs> happened in like Iraq. I don't think uh, you know Saddam Hussein really got ninety nine percent of the vote every year. Every no, year. people loved him. People, oh, they did. Oh, oh my gosh, okay, oh my gosh. he was beloved. He but was, it was really, beloved. really. Oh yeah. In every corner of that country, except for one percent of the population, they didn't like him. But, but like, the the other ninety nine, they loved him. They loved him. Um, so, so can we look at these races? Well, we lost him now. We lost him. So you can't vote for him anymore. And you know what? It turned into 100% loving him because the 1% that didn't, uh-huh. they died. They died. <laughs> Suddenly died. Yeah. Usually from like a sword crashing through their neck. T- typically, yes. Yeah. So that was the way it was. Um, New York Times is saying 70-30 uh, right now. 70% chance Republicans take the Senate. So New York Times is 70%. And the Post, Washington Post, Says ninety six percent. Yeah, it's, it looks pretty sure, doesn't it? It's just, well, this is the thing. Stop and think about what that what that means. A seventy thirty split. What that means is a three hundred hitter getting a hit. So that is common. It happens every game. Yeah, you know, for the most part, most three hundred hitters get you. Know, they'll go one for three one game. Go one for four the next game. You kind of maybe they'll have a game mixed in there where they don't have any hits. Have a couple hits. But think about that. Every time a three hundred hitter comes up in a baseball game. The chances of the Democrats winning are of them getting a hit. You know, most of the time they get out, mm-hmm. but they do get hits, don't they? They do. Yes, they, they do. do. So I'm yes, not as uh, positive. I mean, look, you know, can you know, look at just the way Democrat turnout seems to work is that they overperform the polls by a couple points. You know, whatever the polls come out and they say, well, this happened in the presidential election. The polls looked like Romney had a shot in some states and he wound up not winning them. But look at this. Mm-hmm. You've got, uh, let me give you the, uh, the, look how close these races are. Um, Iowa, Ernst is up by 1.4 points. Could she lose that race? Yes. Absolutely. Um, Except she's very attractive. Oh, yeah. We'd have to Tom Hart. She's like t- so, Taylor Swift, basically. Yeah. Uh, now, uh, the toss-up race, Kansas, uh, the Republican is losing. Okay. So that's, uh, you can easily lose that one. You've got... Um, Colorado, a state that has tended to go a little bit more blue in recent years, mm-hmm. has the Republican candidate up by two and a half points. Could he lose that race? Yes. Absolutely could lose that race. Kay Hagan, still winning in North Carolina. Thanks for that, uh, Carl Rove. Uh, Georgia, the candidate, uh, Purdue, is winning by 2.3 points. I tend to think they're going to hold on to that race, but it's still mm. too close to call. So this is an average of polls because yeah. I saw him up by four. Today. Yeah, it's a, this is an average. That one seems to be moving in his direction. Okay. If I was going to do well, maybe we should do the last day. How about Alaska with baggage? Um, Alaska is, uh, Sullivan's up by 2.4. Good. But Alaska okay. is, 
traditionally very difficult to poll because, you know, there's like nine people there. It's too and cold. You gotta find don't like to go there. It's, too cold. Go there. it's too cold. Yeah. Uh, Louisiana is going to go to a runoff. I think that one probably <laughs> is going to be the Republican. Uh, but then you've got uh, Kentucky is, you know, probably going to be McConnell. Arkansas probably going to be Cotton. Mm-hmm. And then there's an outside shot. New Hampshire you ha- is only a, is within a point right now. Scott Brown might actually wow, win that race. is it really? Yeah, one, 0.9. So that could average. actually go Republican. It could. Um, I think you have to put um, to, me, to me. And this is these are the changes I would make today, okay, on the on the fancy right. on the fancy board. Yes, I'm going to put uh, New Hampshire mm-hmm. into in the toss the up. Toss up. I'm going to move Alaska over here. Oh yeah, how did I do that? To a Republican. Like yeah. All right. I'm going to move Georgia. Mm-hmm. To a Republican. To a Republican. Mm-hmm. Wait, how did I do that? No. And then Kansas, I think it's a total crapshoot. The only reason I was maybe put it in the Republicans' hand is because, uh, what's his face, uh, Orman, the, uh, Repu- uh, the independent there, says he's going to caucus with uh, whoever, whoever wins. Whoever wins. Which, what the hell does that mean? Has, has that stance ever worked? I'm going to uh, be a Democrat or a Republican depending on who's in first place. I don't, I don't I know don't. that it's ever been tried, let alone worked. <laughs> but I think so because weird. of that. I would, this is how I would lean it right now. And, you know, that would give Republicans 53, it would be 53 to 47 if New Hampshire stays with the Democrats. I mean, I don't want to move any into a toss-up so category, really. So it could really. be 54-46 if could be. Scott Brown wins in New Hampshire. Yeah, and this, and this, this North Carolina and race Carolina is, 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 is close enough. 45 Could be. I don't wow. think Tillis is strong enough. I don't think he's going to win. Wow. Um, and then there's, you know, these races over here, there's not really any. I would say, like, this whole part of it here, there's not really much hope for Republicans to pick up one of those. Michigan, you could argue, but I don't think it's going to happen. Mm. And kind of the same thing over here, certainly from here down. And you could argue these two. But this is the problem. Is like, let's just say Louisiana, which is not a sure thing, is mm. a sure thing. You still have one, two, three, four, five, six seven seats but almost all of them are leaning republican like there's more for them to lose it's possible believe me i looking at this you could see all of these races going the democrats way which is essentially what happened last time all those close races went the democrats way and it's why they have so much control but i do think the republicans have a good shot at uh at picking up uh over 50 uh seats and you know my i probably go 52 is where i would think it's going to land okay that's acceptable yeah i'll take it gonna do but of course, again, with the uh, nightmarish scenario Glenn laid out this morning on radio, doesn't uh, it doesn't matter, right? No. We're doomed either way. So that's the beauty of uh, listening to Glenn Good every morning. day. <laughs> Good morning, Jeff. Good How are you doing morning, this morning man. on the morning? Good you know, it doesn't matter uh, whether the Republicans win or not because uh, the apocalypse is coming, everybody. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have to stock up on your food storage, which will probably go rotten before you have a chance to eat it. <laughs> Because, the sun is uh, shining and it's still <laughs> going to be doomsday. That's right. Yeah. Good morning. Because the nuclear winter is coming, and uh, <laughs> that's not pleasant for anyone. Uh, stupid. Good morning. <laughs> good morning. How you feeling this Good morning. morning. <laughs> really good. He he did lay out a pretty plausible scenario though, which is he did. The yeah, Democrats did. get the stuff they want done by Obama just doing it, and <laughs> then Hillary coming in as the voice of reason. I still want these left-leaning things, but I'll go about it the right way. And yeah. the Republicans are seen as the party of no, and they they hate everybody. And of course, it's going to happen anyway. It's a, it's a plausible scenario. Again, the only thing stopping it is Hillary being Hillary. Hillary being a horrible, horrible candidate that it is physically impossible for someone to like. It's physically, even for her husband, impossible for somebody to like her. But that's what she's got going for her, though, is her husband. 
I mean, Bill, yeah. everybody loves Bill, man. And he likes but the power. Somebody's got to be poking her to get her excited so you can get one of those things out of her like, and I say you should be able to disagree with any administration with any of Get her into one of those well, we modes. it's not going to be Bill poking her. And then, and no, he, no, he, it's, it's, um, thank well, you it's not that. helpful. Thank you. No, I'm just saying, we know, we know it's not going to be. It's well, obvious, his, her husband would not be no. the one instigating that. No. It would be a, probably a Republican. Yeah. Who would prod a little bit. Maybe a prod's a better word, perhaps, perhaps. with you around. So, uh, <clears throat> Debbie Wasserman Schultz, though, is uh, still not believing the polls. Uh, she's one of those people that only mm-hmm. believes the polls when they're in her favor. Yes. Um, I think I tend to rather just, you know, most of the, the polls are typically right. They can be a couple points off here and there, but they're typically right. Here's Debbie Wasserman Schultz, though, saying that they're going to they're gonna hold the Senate after all. Harry Reid, the Democratic leader in the Senate, says he will not be the Democratic leader if Joni Ernst wins. Do you agree? I think we're going to hold the Senate. And the reason that we're going to hold the Senate, George, is because we have a ground game that I know rights would take ours over over theirs any day of the week. Uh, I mean, we've got early vote numbers that are up in the most competitive states and the most competitive not, districts not all not across true. the country. Right. Going into Tuesday, I'll stack up our ground game uh, against Ryan's ground game. And like mm-hmm. I said, uh, he's been trying to throw as much money as he could to stand up a ground game. I know he'd take ours over theirs. We're doing uh, much better in North Carolina and New Hampshire. Uh, we've got uh, candidates across the country Wait. who are focused on the issues important to the middle class and working families. And the Republicans mm-hmm. have doubled down on obstruction and extremism. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're doing much better in North Carolina and New Hampshire. And what I mean by that is we're doing better than all of our other candidates in those two states. So we're just outperforming ourselves. Uh, that's not a compliment, Debbie. Um, and you're right. They would take your ground game. But look at this. This is, this is exactly why people hate politics. Not a word about an idea there. No. Not a word about a, a principle. It's just our ground game. People knocking on doors and calling on phones to decide who's going to lead your country. What a pathetic yeah. exercise. you got union members out there bullying people to the polls and uh, wrapping, the, wrapping their uh, uh, knuckles uh, into their heads, into their skulls if they don't go to the polls and vote the way they want them to. That's what you've got for a ground game. you you got the, the unions getting out and browbeating people and then you've got them going through the minority uh, neighborhoods and trying to get people to the polls and just promising them stuff, and we'll just we'll take you there, and and you'll get you'll get free Obama phones uh, if you do it. That's kind of the Democrat ground game, and yeah, it's effective. Mm-hmm. I mean, it works pretty well for him. It worked really well in the Reid campaign in Las Vegas when he was down by like a hundred and eight points or something, and then wound up winning on the on the day of the election because they got the unions out uh, to to get people to the polls. Uh, there was a lot of talk about what happened in Las Vegas with Harry Reid when he defeated Westerface there. Uh, and she was not a great candidate, but she should have won that election. And then we would Sharon have been Angle. rid of Yeah, Sharon mm-hmm. Angle. Mm-hmm. We would have been rid of him a long time ago. Meanwhile, the White House press pool noticed something conspicuous at Obama's campaign stop in Philadelphia. Uh, check this out. Here's an arena that has been cordoned off. Half of the arena cordoned off by a uh, giant curtain. Do we have the photo of that or, or not? Um, so here's here's the arena, and you see that uh, ooh, there's a lot of red seats that are not occupied by anyone. But that's really misleading because look at that, and look at the arena half, is cordoned off. Half of the arena is cordoned off by giant curtains, and then this half of the arena is 
empty. Not even close to full. I mean, that's, that's done for security purposes. It's about half. <laughs> it's about half is full it? here. It's done for security. The other half is so. I guess that's about a quarter. Might be a fairly accurate uh, guesstimate of how full that arena is. Maybe twenty-five percent. It doesn't even seem like they they filled the area uh, directly next to the stage. No, like, they didn't. The cool place to stand if you yeah. really want to be close to the candidates. No, they did not. No. Look at that. Wow. That's a bad turnout for That's the president bad. of the United States yeah. who once drew crowds so large that you house them in football stadiums. Yeah. It's amazing. There's that, kind of, the other side of Glenn's thing that we kind of just discussed has to do with this, which is some people, I think Politico wrote about this, are saying that he's become, Obama's become so frustrated with this process and how he's such a victim that he's basically just throwing in the towel and giving up. He's not doing anything anymore. He's, gonna, he's basically tuned out of this thing. He's just riding it to the end of the... Uh, Right into the end of his term, I, I don't. I just I mm. find that hard to believe from him. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, for, for all the the criticism he's received for not being engaged, uh, you know, not being in touch with people. I mean, not getting anything done was a criticism of his. He's got a lot of. He's had a lot done. He's had he's had more done than pretty much any Democratic president since Johnson. I mean, yeah. you know, arguably any yeah. president since Johnson. This guy's done up. more for the the progressive movement in this country, and I think he'll be seen that way by progressives, yeah. which is why he will, of course, be stacked up there with the greatest presidents of all time. Yeah. They, they will say all the things he did, he did worked because that's what they wanted. Uh, and so that's the way I think history will well, look back like at that, it. I like that, though, him just throwing in the towel and giving up. I would, li- yeah, I would why, love that. I, I mean, take just look, Michelle, stop bitching at me. I'm done. I'm done. I did as much as I could. Mm-hmm. I know you wanted me to do more. Shut up. Yeah, I'd like that. It's not going to happen. No. I'd, I'd love it. Triple eight seven two seven back. More patents do coming up. That's a war on women, Jeff. Don't talk to her about women outside. Can't tell. Lena Dunham's going to get very upset with you. Tomorrow night is election night, and you. Yay! <laughs> yeah. You know what that means? We get to be here until 10 o'clock, and a lot of times they don't let us. A lot of times we ask, please, let us stay till 10 tonight. We just love 11. Because, so but they say no, go home. <laughs> yeah, they don't like us uh, very much here. So. Um, but we will have exclusive uh, Blaze coverage uh, of. So you have Glenn at five, then you have Dana at six, and then the election coverage starts <laughs> at seven. This is. Uh, mm-hmm. 7 p.m. Eastern, right? Uh, uh, 8 o'clock Eastern, 7 Central. Yeah. Is that right? Mm-hmm. It is right. Well, then I, I misunderstood. Yeah. You did. So 7 to 10 uh, Eastern, or 8 to 11 Eastern, right? 8 to 11 Eastern. 7 to 10 7 Central. 7 to 10 Central. 6 to 9 Mountain. Yes. 5 to 8 Pacific. <laughs> okay. And we'll be uh, doing all the election coverage. As the results come in, we'll bring them to you. Hopefully, I think it's, there's, I would say there's a high percentage chance that we do not know the outcome of the Senate tonight or tomorrow night, though, because you're going to have one, you know, you have two states that are runoff states. Most likely they will both go to runoff, um, which is Georgia and Louisiana. And those two states don't uh, have the runoff election until December and January. So uh, we're not going to know the outcome of those, which means that the Republicans would have to get to 53 seats uh, you know, on the pace for 53 seats without those two races. Then, mm-hmm. in addition to that, you're probably going to have one or two races that is 
too close to call, at least going pretty late into the night. Iowa is the one everyone seems to be talking about, but really any of these could go yeah. uh, to, to get, get to that level. New Hampshire could easily be there. Uh, Kansas could easily be there. Uh, Colorado could easily be there. Um, and, and Alaska, you're probably not going to get those. Uh, it's going to take them six months to find all those people. Yeah, uh, they're, they're spread out over too big of an area. I, I think that it's highly likely that some of these races will turn out to be blowouts uh, for Republicans, like Kansas. I, it probably looks really close now. I think there's a chance that might be a blowout for the Republic, for Pat Roberts. Really? I think well, so. Because and Orman Georgia is too. actually winning most polls. Yeah. He, he's, Roberts is even winning. Georgia is another one because that one's pretty close, but you know it's going to have to go into runoff most likely anyway. Do you mm-hmm. think there's a chance one of those, you think that they, he could just win it straight out, so. get 50%? I think it's yeah. possible. I think so. Uh, and, and it would be a really pleasant surprise if Scott, Scott Brown took New Hampshire. That would be an awesome uh, happening because... I think the Democrats are really counting on at least holding a Democrat stronghold like New Hampshire. And for Scott Brown to sneak in and take that from them, well, that would be that would be sweet. Because then you're talking about 53, 54, you know, you might even be getting close to 55. Yeah, and you need the cushion. Remember, it's nice to think about, oh, I get 51, you have control of the Senate. Well, you have senators from Maine in there, okay? Yeah. You have yeah. people, you have voices. Who is you can't Collins, count on. Is, left, is it Collins or one Snow? Of two, one of those two I is left. I can't remember which one is left. Uh, but, you know, there you have that. You have, you know, the the mediocre uh, reigns of the Lindsey Grahams and the John McCains, all those. Mm-hmm. You need a cushion for anything that's good. Um, and that's just to get a pass. And, of course, Obama can still come in and squash it anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at least you'll have something to stop these guys. Uh, at least stop the worst parts of it, you'd think. Yes. Yes, So indeed. we'll see. Uh, meantime, uh, Marine Sergeant Andrew Tamarisi finally freed from the Mexican prison that he's been in for 200 and, what, 15, 16 days, whatever it wound up being. Uh, 214? 214. 214. That's where, okay, yeah, right there. After 214 days in a Mexican prison, returned home to Florida on Saturday, having been freed Friday night after a strong diplomatic push uh, appeared to help convince a judge to release the former Marine on humanitarian grounds. I mean, he, he should have been released day one. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was no reason for this. There was no reason for him to languish in a Mexican jail cell for 214 days. It's unconscionable. Yeah, justice is swift in Mexico, huh? Yeah. Uh, 214 days yeah. for a wrong turn. Uh, it's about- justice it was the wrong turn. And I think you need to rethink about your statement. I mean, a wrong turn is Yeah, it's ugly, pretty serious. It's a pretty crime. serious thing. Yeah. I guess after all the coverage. None of us have ever taken a wrong turn. No, I never have. Right? Never. It's never happened. No. And if we did, we'd admit, yes, we should be in prison. Yeah, right? oh, absolutely. It probably, yeah. For 50 years, I would yes. say. Um, uh, so he got off almost scot-free. <laughs> I, I will say, though, uh, after all the coverage we've done on this story and all the times we've talked about it and all the updates we give you, can we watch that video again of him just walking off the plane? I mean, that, that's just cool to see. I mean, yeah, it, you know, I, it's great to see him back there where he, he should be. Um, so great. Is that Bill Richardson behind him, yes. by the way? Yes, he was in, yeah. instrumental in helping this, and it was his foundation that uh, flew him uh, uh, from San Diego back to Florida uh, in Mexico. He's been working really hard behind the scenes to get him It's kind of an unfortunate Eddie Munster haircut they gave him in Mexico, apparently, because uh, 
This is sort of I know, well, he an important part of the story. You don't may, think so? No. They okay. may have had some stylist issues <laughs> in the Mexican jail system. I think system. they did. Mm. I think they did. So Bill Richardson went down and yeah. worked this thing out? I was, there was some bipartisan input on this. It wasn't just uh, Republicans getting uh, frustrated about it. There was some. There were some people that stood up for him. And, and she, his mom had mentioned a couple of them. Uh, when he was, out. I think great. Richardson was one of them. Uh, and you well, know, good. look, this, they didn't do the government did not do enough here. It shouldn't have taken no, 214 days. No. I think we can all uh, kind of come to an easy agreement on that one. Um, nice. Is that something falling from the ceiling? Room? Yes. Does seem like oh yeah, a light just uh, fell out of the sky, uh, just like the Truman Show, and uh, landed on the street here. <laughs> this is wow, a terrifying that, place to be. That is terrifying because that could fall on our head at any time and be quite. Uh, problematic. Ever since Glenn took this thing over, it's been a freaking disaster. Uh, I'm just trying to check and see what's directly above my head. Oh, just a giant piece of metal. Yeah. We're fine. No Don't problem. About it. We're fine. No big deal. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, this is kind of like a, uh, I don't know, good news, bad news update here, this segment, because you have the good news of Tim Reese finally uh, having some sensible outcome to his situation. He's back home, and, and that's fantastic. Hopefully we'll yeah. be able to talk to him. Obviously the family's going through a lot right now, and, you know, it's not going to, we're not, you know, rushing to the front of the line to try to get you know mm-hmm. guests on, but at some point he'll I'm sure want to talk. And 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 he did even mention Jeffrey. You said he mentioned uh, the Blaze in the press release. The original press release, yeah. They thanked uh, all the press that had helped them, and they thanked uh, Glenn and the Blaze, and in particular the Daily Countdown yeah. uh, on the screen. They were very appreciative of that. So yeah, you'll, good. you'll notice our little little thing that's been in the bottom corner of every show on this network for a long mm-hmm. time is is not there. Um, and then, uh, but on the other side, a sad update with uh, Brittany Maynard, who was the termini- Ill, terminally ill woman um, who went, moved to Oregon to kill herself uh, because it's legal to kill yourself there. Um, and she had a terrible illness, and she decided she didn't want to fight it. She didn't want to go through any of the pain associated with it, and decided she was going to take a pill to kill herself and announced the date to be November 1st. Um, a few days before the actual uh, date of her, uh, her, her suicide, um, she said she felt okay and she was going to let it go a little bit longer. Uh, however, pulled the trigger anyway. Uh, actually, it's not a particularly good term on that, on that one. Uh, but she pulled the trigger anyway on, on, on using the pill on November 1st, the day she said she would. Uh, people are saying, well, um, you know, maybe she said she wasn't going to do it so people wouldn't be bugging her on that day. Um, the other side of it is, uh, you know, people think... She felt required after making such a big stance to go through with it. You know, you, she put herself in a position in which you know she couldn't back out of it, which is really sad because you can back out of it. Yeah. You know, I mean, making making a point is not worth your life. Well, people on social media didn't goad her into doing this. Yeah. You know, by did she get backlash when she said she wasn't going to? Is that what happened or? I don't know because she know. went ahead and did it, and I. It's really, really sad. sad. Yeah. Really, a, I mean, really a sad. sad obviously, story. not someone we agree with politically, I'm sure. Um, but I mean, you just hate to see human life. You know, we argue here for for life in all cases, um, and uh, it's hard to. It's really hard to come to to that. You know, even yeah. in a situation like this where she wanted it to happen, you just look. Even if you have the right to do it, and even if you um, are, t- you believe. You know what? I can kill myself if I want to. You still root against it, don't you? If you're an outsider, don't you say, so. "Hey, please don't." Yeah. You know, stick around. You, you, who if knows you what you can life, accomplish? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's, it's so many people were not on that bandwagon on this one, which is really sad. But it's an unfortunate ending to that story. Yeah, it is. Um, and 750 people have now taken advantage of that law in Oregon. 750 as of 
last year. Yeah, I think you need to put uh, the taking advantage in quotes. That needs to be a right. taken advantage of that law. Yes. Needs to be in quotes. Triple eight seven two seven back more patents do coming up. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. Uh, scientists are trying to predict the number of U.S. Ebola cases by the end of the year, and uh, the top medical experts studying the spread say the public should expect more cases to emerge in the United States. Yay! Yay! Yes! Yay! We did it! We did it! Congratulations, mm. everybody! Uh, by year's end, infected people arrive here from West Africa, and it's so. Why? Again, we ask the question, why don't you stop the flow from West Africa of people with Ebola? Again, why? Here's the sentence. They expect by year's end as infected people arrive here from West Africa, including hmm. American doctors and nurses returning from the hot zone. Now, all they have to do is stay in uh, isolation for 21 days, and you're going to stop the spread. Even if they get it, you stop the spread. Do it doesn't have to be 130 cases like they're expecting. Do that, though. No, no one I'll... knows for sure how many infections will emerge in the U.S. or anywhere else, but scientists have made educated guesses on the data, and they're saying uh, worst-case scenario of 130. Yeah, I will say, though, it does say also some of their uh, simulations predicted as few of, as one or two yeah. additional infections by the end of 2014 to a worst case scenario of 130. That's a pretty broad range there. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you know, I, my, my, my belief is it's going to be on the, on the lower end of that scale. Here's another thing that we uh, also said from the very beginning. Screening people at the airport. Super, super effective, right? No. 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 No, and that's what we said at the beginning. What good is that? It doesn't do any good because you don't know for 21 days if they have... See, I mean, if they're in the early stages of this, you're not going to be able to tell. They don't even have a fever. What, what good does it do? Well, it doesn't do any good. Scientific, scientific studies published by the uh, National Institutes of Health have shown that similar protocols were largely ineffective. During an outbreak of swine flu in 2009, study of screenings in Australia's Sydney airport during the swine flu pandemic found that fever was detected in 5,845 passengers during the uh, roughly two-month period. Uh, only three of those individuals ended up having the virus, which is known as H1N1. Remember that outbreak? Remember that little scare? It was H1N1. Mm -hmm. Everybody was talking about swine flu, swine flu. Uh, not effective, and neither is this. Uh, temperatures, ch temperature checks did not work for Liberian citizen Thomas Eric Duncan, who died from Ebola uh, last month after arriving in Dallas. He didn't have a fever when he landed in Texas on September 28th. Didn't have a fever. And then he did. Like a day or two after the flight, he shows up at a hospital and they say, uh, yeah, it looks like you got the flu. Here's, uh, here's something for the flu. And, uh, chicken soup. Good luck. We're prescribing Go home. Uh, Campbell's chicken soup. 
which I think is what they prescribed him. Yes, uh, it didn't help. Did not work against the did Ebola virus, no. uh, unfortunately. Uh, and well, you know, this is the thing. It's like you, even when you find out people who have been in control, in contact with you know Ebola patients, they don't have to listen. It seems like this Casey Hick yeah. Hickox case is a bizarre she one. She me off. She really does. Really She's infuriating. Me off. And it, she seems to infuriate pretty much everyone outside of herself mm -hmm. uh, and the Obama administration, who she, you know, there have been reports that she's uh, you know, a big supporter of. I'll bet. Um, which I would not be surprised of. Uh, but, you know, here's a woman who goes over and does uh, really difficult work that I don't want to do over in mm -hmm. Africa, comes back and can't uh, get over this hump of having to uh, be isolated for a short period of time uh, in paid isolation uh, for a short period of time while we make sure she doesn't kill other people here in our society. As big a uh, slug as you are, and I am, and certainly Jeffy is, mm -hmm. Wouldn't you love 21 days in isolation? Oh Watching TV, oh kicking your feet up. Oh my gosh. Just staying away from everybody. You I couldn't go to work, but you're getting paid. Okay? You can't go to work, but you're getting paid. So essentially, you sleep all day. Uh, you get up, you knock around the house, you yeah. watch some TV. Not only that, you have food brought to not you. Only, yeah, not only that. You know? Food's here. Food's here. Awesome. Okay. We're, we're going to leave it outside the door, Mr. Gray. Okay, go now. I don't even want to see you. <laughs> okay, open the door, eat the food, watch yeah. some TV. Positive for Jeffy, you probably get away without tipping. Yeah, they don't want your anyway. they don't want your money. <laughs> That's a good point. That's great, man. Yeah, no, they, no. Uh, sir, we'll take a credit card, uh, credit card only uh, for the Domino's delivery. Yeah. Uh, today. By the way, we should point out. Uh, we have a Spoons segment coming up today. I love Spoons. Uh, spoons is a segment we like to, well, we named it after Jeffy. Spoons is the only word he can say, in case you don't know. Um, <laughs> and uh, 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 we named it after Jeffy, and it's our mm -hmm. segment where we eat and try new products uh, that come onto the market for you. It's a it's scientific. Important. This is important. Our scientific pleasure uh, to bring it's this to you. Work. Uh, Some people are trying to find a cure for Ebola. We're doing this important work. Yeah, exactly. And both, both are important. Everybody's got to do their uh, part. Both, important, both right? are important. You know, I mean, I think I mean, I'm not going to say we're more important than the yeah. Ebola scientists. But Ours definitely affects your life more, I yes. would say, most likely. I mean, there's a slow <laughs> chance you're going to have Ebola. But uh, there's a high chance you're going to try Papa John's new Frito pizza. Uh, right? So, yeah, right. So uh, we're going to so, try, the, yeah. the. I guess it's a Frito pie pizza of some sort. I don't Holy know. Cow. All I know is chili on it? Chili? I think it may have chili. I don't know if it has chili because that's what Frito pie is. If you've never had Frito pie, it's so kind of big down here. Texas has it a lot. It's a bunch of Fritos is kind of the crust, I guess. You got some chili, maybe some onions on top, some cheese, something like that. Is that general? Mm, no onions for me. but Okay, uh, you can get it with onions, I think. Uh, by the way, no onions on this pizza. Yeah, You're no, doing no at onions, least for half no of it. Onions. Okay? At least part of it. No onions. Okay. Anyway. So, anyway, we're going to try that again. Yeah, we're going to try up. that later uh, on. That's a slight deviation from Casey Hickox and her. Uh, she pisses me off. Her my mission oh my gosh. to bring like, Ebola to I all. Like I don't like her. I don't either. She She's wants, on a mission, really, to infect the nation. Well, she wants redistribution of Ebola, and I think we can all say that's a, a positive. And I think that's what the president <laughs> wants as well, right? Uh, apparently. Uh, no. Um, so here is uh, her. She actually is coming. She's a little bit sorry for her taking bike rides and terrifying her community. insane. <laughs> Here's her statement on NBC News. I just read a op-ed by uh, Bill Fagey today, and he said, you know, when Governor Christie stated that it was an abundance of caution, uh, which is his reasoning for putting healthcare workers in sort of quarantine for three weeks, it was really an abundance of politics. And I think uh, all of the scientific and medical and public health community uh, agrees with me on that statement. No, and I'm, I'm really glad that the no, judge also agreed 
looking at the law. I understand that the community has uh, been through a lot in the past week, and that I do, uh, you know, apologize to them for that. Uh, I will not go into town into crowded public places. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, I have had a few friends come visit me in my home, and uh, that's absolutely fantastic. So, I mean, I guess I'm it's moron. a little bit, I don't know. She's a moron. Yeah, She's a moron. You went biking through all these areas. Yeah. And, you know, if you do have it, you're sp and you don't know for sure. I, how many times do we have to be shown that? Right. I mean, how she, are these healthcare workers getting this virus? Yes. Yeah, okay. She keeps saying, "Well, I think all healthcare workers agree with me. No. They're the ones getting it." Yeah. If they if yeah. they understood how to not get it, they wouldn't, they wouldn't be getting it. it. They wouldn't have it. It's kind of a blatantly obvious thing. Well, how many doctors died over there? Five. Yeah, five. Five more doctors died in Africa uh, who are over there helping to treat Ebola patients. They obviously can't stop from getting it. So maybe you are not as smart as you think you are. And a couple of weeks of inconvenience is a small price to pay She's to make house. sure everyone else is safe. She's at her house. Yeah. How hard can it be? Mm -hmm. We're not asking her to go to prison. Right. We're not sentencing to her to, her to a dungeon for three weeks. Mm -hmm. We're not saying, you, okay, you, you're going to be in this pit of despair for three weeks. But we and we're going to poke you that. with pickle forks the whole time. She's in her house. Well, we weren't saying that, but I think I am saying that. <laughs> yeah, I think we now would say it. War on women, Jeffy. Uh, war on women. <laughs> and the attitude is just, it's amazing. It's amazing. I mean, here she is, potentially, exposing everybody to, to Ebola. And nobody knows for sure exactly how it, you can contract it because these, all these doctors are contracting it. And they're in the full hazmat regalia. So, hmm. Hmm. Wonder if you can spread it other ways. I don't know. Now, look, I don't know. Uh, you know, the chances are she doesn't have Ebola. Yeah, right. and I hope and, not. And I hope that's but the case. But why even take the chance? But why spread take it? the chance? I mean, spread bad will like that throughout your uh, community. And I think that's the thing stopping her, right? Like she's just realized that now yep. her she's little cute hated. political statement that all the Democrats loved her for when she was opposing Chris Christie. Yeah. Uh, now she's in her own community, and all of her neighbors hate her. Yep. Uh, so now she's like, eh, I better stay inside <laughs> yeah. for a couple. And weeks I will. I will not go me. into the main, you know, downtown. Town right. Square. Oh, why not? Right. Why? Why not? Uh, out, of an ab uh, out of an abundance of politics. Yes. Is that why you're yeah. doing that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Pathetic. Triple eight seven two seven back. More patents too coming up. I don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> it's just very selfish. I'll not be asking. Very, that. very selfish. For really? someone who goes over and yeah. serves in Africa, I know. Yeah. It's That's so, cool. so selfish. Just as, you know, relax for a couple weeks at home. Let me do that. What's your favorite word? What's your favorite sentence? What's your favorite sentence? What's your favorite kid video? Eight-year-old uh, Charlie Hale visited WGN. Isn't that the Superstation? Is it from Chicago? Yeah. Yeah, I thought so. Um, so on Friday, this eight-year-old kid, I, they have some kind of weather segment where they have people come in and do, do the broadcast and do the weather. And uh, this kid <laughs> this kid is going to be working as a uh, TV weatherman soon. Uh, here's, here's what happened on GN on Friday. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm great. Yeah, nice to see you again. Let me tell you, this is great to be here. It really is, isn't it? Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> I've never been on TV, TV before. Really? It's, is it better than you were thinking it was going to be? Yeah, yeah. a, a lot. lot. A lot better. Let me tell you, I'm th if when I think something's good, this is, it's, it's good. <laughs> and if it's better, it's really good. You wouldn't lie to us either, <laughs> would you? Maybe. You? you? Hey, uh, what do you want to be when you grow up? Well, I wanted to be a police officer because I love danger. <laughs> That's good. So you like a little danger every time. Yes. Good for you. I appreciate that. And I understand that. But I you... also want to be a millionaire. A millionaire police officer. Those are two good things to do. <laughs> That's exciting. And I kind of want to be a soccer player. And a soccer player. Like I am right now. Yeah. Messy. Yeah. So I understand that um, you are a pretty good dancer. Yeah. yeah. I can do this. I learned that from Kelvin and Hobbes. Yeah. That's... Or I could do this. Yeah. Which I just made up myself. Right. Right. The Calvin and Hobbes is a pretty good move, though. You're right about that. Yeah. That kid is uh, hes going to be a superstar. Oh, he's, really? Yeah. He's mm -hmm. going to be a superstar. That's confirmed? Uh, and then he actually did the forecast, and uh, he, he did it pretty well. I love this stuff. Down to Let's business. get down to business is right. All right. Fire away. Wait, I'm alone. alone. Yeah, well, I'm leaving. Okay. You're on well, your own. The temperature is 35, and the humidity <laughs> is 76 percent, and the rain is 0 0.01, and the gust is 29. <laughs> well, it looks like we have some snow in Wisconsin. Rain going into Indiana and leaving Illinois. Wow, we got a lot of snow in Canada and some a little bit of rain in Kentucky. <laughs> Today is windy with rain and snow and the north winds are 20 to 25 miles per hour and the high is 41. Per hour? Guys, it's Halloween. Happy Halloween. So the rain and snow shot. Wait. Sorry. The rain and snow showers are right. north winds and 15 through 25 miles per hour. The low is 33, and that's tonight when you go trick or treating. So get ready, put some um, coats under your body. So get coats ready, friends, to play outside. <laughs> All right. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I think that's great. I love that stuff. What do you? What do you? What do you stink? Stink eye in this for, Jeffy? I hate what do you, kids like to get <laughs> I hate oh, the weather. Kids. You are the absolute worst. Jeffy's analysis. You hate little kids I can't like that. Take it. Stop it. <laughs> Your analysis Stop of the video was, I hate little kids. Oh, I hate the little kids. <laughs> the little kid segments on TV. Really? They're so cutie cute. Oh yeah. my god. You don't like that. Okay, good. There's a, what was it? We saying per hour miles per hour. I like that. There's those certain like we talked about this before, like different uh, mispronunciations that kids have, and yeah. I, I just I don't ever want them to change. Like Zach says, t "Tomano" for tomorrow. Tomano. Tomano. That's, that's adorable. We have I to love do that, that tomano, and I, I just tomano. freaking love it. <laughs> I don't. I want him to be forty too. years old saying tomano. That's what I want. It might not be. It probably will be. It's not going to be. It might as not be uh, helpful at that point. Oh yeah, let's uh, let's let's uh, praise your parenting habits right there, Jeffy. Right, you're the one. You're the one that knows how to do this, right? Oh my gosh, maybe we'll do that tomorrow. I will. I will say tomano. We could do that. Although I will say, you are as experienced a father as anyone has ever been. How many children do you have? I mean, I'm not talking about the ones you tell us about. I'm saying spread across the entire world, mm -hmm. places like Bangkok and and uh, those and don't count. First of all. They do not count. The Bangkok kids no, don't count? They, Why not? No. Do they know that? 
I don't care. <laughs> I don't count. All right. <laughs> All right. Jeffy has kind of a shady past. Mm -hmm. uh, occasionally. And present. And, and future. And future. But. future. If there is a future, mm -hmm. it's shady. <laughs> we don't know if there is a future, but if there is one, it's, it's awful. We know that. Uh, meantime, let's go to Marty uh, in Minnesota. Marty, hi. You're on patents, too. Um, hi, Marty. So far, I hey, find guys. your call lacking. Oh, no, go ahead. Hey, Marty. Well, guys, I, I was calling because I, I heard the conversation uh, during uh, the Beck show about uh, the uh, about Rand Paul's comments about voter ID. Yeah, right. And when I hear these clips, uh, the, they don't seem to um, include everything that he's trying to say. And I think what he wants to do with this is he's trying to capture the media narrative so that it is because no matter what conservatives say about voter ID, the media narrative is always going to point to disenfranchisement. It doesn't matter what conservatives say. Well, so what he's doing is could, he thinks that whenever you mention voter ID, it should the message should also be include plans to reenfranchise. Now, there is it's not what he's saying, however. It's really not what he's saying. What he's saying is stop talking about it. He's saying he's giving this weak little yeah, I'm for it, but stop talking about it. Don't well, mention it. Stop making it the focus of your campaign, but it's not the focus of anyone's campaign. No, it's, not, it's, it's just and it's wildly popular. How about this? Mm -hmm. How about instead of trying to equivocate for voters who don't know anything, how about tell the truth? How about get the facts about voter ID out there so people understand uh, why you're trying to push a voter ID uh, legislation And if anyone through. knows the facts, it should be Rand Paul. And Rand Paul sh should be, I mean, he's brave and courageous on, on some things. But he wants to equivocate on this and, and, and grant that territory to Democrats? Why? I, you know, I agree with you. And when I first heard him talk about this, I was like you. I was, I was thinking, what is he doing? You know, he's shooting himself in the foot. He's, you know, this is ruining any chance that he has of any other higher office. But I think, I think he, if, you, if you can couple it with the uh, attempt to reenfranchise, you totally destroy the media argument that you are out to go ahead and take away the right to vote of anybody. How would you define reenfranchise? And how has he done that? Uh, when you looking at uh, felons uh, uh, voting and that kind of thing, allowing uh, mm. allowing the right to vote to uh, nonviolent offenders and that kind of thing is something that he's been pushing for. Yeah, he has to. Yeah. Okay. Yes. And Marty, we appreciate yeah. it. We're going to do more on voter ID here on the other side of the break. And. Uh, I'm trying to investigate Rand's position a little bit more. Triple eight seven twenty seven. Beck is the phone number. I have a chance to vote for another hundred million plus uh, bond issue. I oh, think it's wow. $169,500,000 bond yes? issue. Oh, am I voting yes? <laughs> no. Well, what's the no. There's got to be a strong well, argument. Well, I have to for, for the children. What is that? Here's a strong argument, and it's on signs all over, all over the community. Vote yes for the children. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is Michael Jackson on the signs. For the children. <laughs> it's for the children's too. Jeffy, what kind of freak? It's horrifying. 
that you would not vote for your children. Well, it's only another $100 million for a town. $169,500,000 for a tiny little town. <laughs> like, what's the extra five hundred children? If you don't vote yes, your children will be holding school in a garbage can. Is that what you want for your children? Uh, no, I don't no, want that at all. No, you don't want no. that. It's hard to have school in a garbage can. It's very difficult. Would it at least be clean? clean no, we can? don't no. have the money to clean the can first. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a dirty garbage can. A dirty garbage oh, yeah. can. Now, what about yeah. the schools that already exist? Uh, they'll be destroyed. <laughs> Why? <laughs> They're all falling apart because we no. can't maintain them. You can't maintain the can't schools. Maintain it makes no sense. We've got to board them up. Yeah, i got to board them. Uh, got to board them up. Uh, Texas is the worst for this. I, I lived in, in Katy, Texas, which is a suburban uh, Houston community, and it's a great community. But we lived there eight years. We had four bond issues of... And much more than this one. They were, uh, one was, I think, 260, one was 450, one was 380. And I, th I think they all passed. They all passed. It, 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 it was the same thing every time. For your children. Do you want your children to be doing school in a trailer? Well, not necessarily, but is it that horrible if they do temporarily? I mean, I don't know. I had to do oh, that, and of course I had they to do that. They don't. They're not. That's not. Going and that's to happen, not going to happen anyway. Either it's um, not going to happen. I, and this is the situation. It's so funny the way people think about these. And I, I try to make this plea every year to not vote for for your bond issues. Ninety nine point nine percent of them are ridiculous, and you shouldn't vote for them. Um, but it's so funny. People get in the booth and they say, "Okay, this one is money for schools, and this one. And if we don't have that, we wouldn't have that money for schools." Well, look, whatever. It's not all my money. You know, yeah, it's a couple hundred million dollars, but, you know, it's good for the community, I guess. I mean, it would do some positives, probably. Yeah. I'll, I'll click yes. It's the same people w won't go into a store and buy their own child a $20 toy that they want. Right. You know what I mean? Or, or they, they don't to want wait. to spoil them. They're going to tell yep. them to wait. They're going to tell them to learn. But you will go out mm -hmm. there and spend hundreds of millions of dollars of money that you, is probably, if you move out of town, won't even be yours. Right. But it's certainly down the road. You're spending other people's money from down the road. You're raising taxes on people down the road. This money isn't going to just make itself. And the, the amazing thing is how many people have bought into it. Oh, yeah. I it's mean, automatic. I, people we know and like have all bought into it. Yeah. I, I mean, I, uh, and, and, you know, certainly has changed his mind since, but I always use a bus on uh, Dan Andrews, who's been on, you know, Wonderful World of Stew. He's been on, on this show, and he's, you know, uh, Glenn's uh, head writer for his TV show. And, and when he was in, in Florida in 2000, and this is probably at least partially Jeffy influencing towards him towards evil, uh, but he, uh, he always jokes about how he voted for a high-speed yeah. train or something that was going That's from... From, Florida, from Tampa to Orlando, uh, and, and he was kind of thinking, ah, it's, you know, I don't know, it's never going to pass. I'm like, what's well, not a good reason to vote for it? <laughs> anyway, it was, you know, tens of millions of dollars, maybe hundreds of millions of dollars for this stupid train that no one was going to be taking, and eventually did get overturned. Uh, well, yeah, they passed it. They, they did, did pass, pass it, it but then, they uh, overturned uh, The next president of the United States, uh, Jeb Bush, uh, <laughs> he, he canceled did, it. He yeah. did cancel Oops, it. Done. Oh, he did? We yeah, we don't care what the people want. Oh, wow. Yeah. Was it that? Well, I give him some credit on that if that's what he did. Although I don't know if that's, I don't know if he, I don't know if that's the story to actually give him credit. complete details, but that's uh, yeah. what happened. <laughs> Jeb was in office and then it got canceled. My point, though, however, is even the people who follow the news really closely and, you know, you know, you just don't think of it. You think, 
you, the question is, it's never never a cost-benefit analysis. It's just a benefit no. analysis. It's right. like, would I like a train to theoretically be there so I could take it once in my life? Sure. If there's a, if there's just a train a, a train wizard who went around and put train tracks all over the place so you could have nice, fast rides, and it didn't cost a penny, we'd all be like, ah, sure, we'll put a train in there, and we could take it maybe if I ever need it. Mm-hmm. However, people don't think of it of the fact that it's all their money going to fund this train that you're never going to be on. Right. Well, no... you say never. I mean, there's this. We have the uh, <laughs> Irving the Transit Center yeah. not far it's from dark. these this location here. And this morning, I went by there, and there were two people. No oh my gosh, two. That's a record. Two full That's people. An absolute. Two adult Dallas humans. area rapid transit record. <laughs> yes, there have never been two people at that station <laughs> ever <laughs> in in the history of our going by that station. It. I go by it. You know, granted, fairly early in the morning. I know. But I, Still. you know, on the way home, there's nobody there. There's nobody there in the morning. There's nobody there at night. There's nobody there in the afternoon. There's nobody there in the mid morning. There's nobody there ever. And when you drive, when you drive on the roads, and the and these and they go by you, run parallel to you at certain points, and you see the train running on the tracks. I always look over and see empty. Well, okay, that's this the time it's going to be full. So this time it's going to be full. Uh, nope, there's no one on The trains are going by so fast, it looks like it's empty. Is that what it is? But they're really full. They're not going Except fast at all. Except that's not what it is. Which is part <laughs> of the reason why fast. no one drives them, by the way, <laughs> yeah. because they go three miles an hour. I remember at one time I was thinking, like, I, you know, maybe instead of driving down and having to park down, I think it's, is it the stadium? Does it run yeah. to the stadium? Yeah. Uh, one of the uh, one of the the American Airlines Center, yeah. And so I was like, ah, maybe I'll take it. Yeah, at a concert or something. Maybe I'll take it down there. First of all, they didn't. They stopped running before the concert was over. Uh, and then secondly, it was like, okay, I can drive to you know Irving, and instead of driving from Irving to this you know this area, which is down fifteen twenty minutes, you mm-hmm. know, and maybe because of traffic, it takes thirty. It was like nineteen hours to go on the dart. <laughs> I think it stopped. You had to like knit a quilt before it could start going. I don't, it was like, it's like I was like, I'm like, why would I do this? Even if I, it works perfectly, it's going to take me an hour and twenty minutes to get down there. Crazy. Like, what is the point of this? Yeah, no, there's no. It's point. horrible, and this is these things get sold all over, yes, all over the country. Yes. It's probably happening in your town when you yes. go to the polls. It's going to say this wonderful <clears throat> training thing that we want to spend all your money on. Don't vote for it. If By the way, when you don't vote for it, it'll still pass seventy to thirty. If it's not light rail, it's a bond, it's a school bond issue. Yep, school bond or and, uh, oh, some open space. We're re- we're holding back seventy million dollars to buy open space in your town. Okay, so the government's going to tell us how to use yep. our space in our town. They're going to buy someone's home and then say, you know what? We're not going to put anything on this lot. Yeah. Yeah. And That's they never terrible. They never allow you to ask the question, hey, how's our school board spending our money now? Mm-hmm. Are they spending it wisely? Mm-hmm. Are they using their money effectively? Is the budget ridiculous right now? Yeah. They don't even pay attention to any of that. They don't look into point. any of it. Especially for conservatives. Con- conservatives will come out here and they will criticize how our public schools spend our money. And then they will go out and fund another $300 yeah. million dollars for them to keep doing it. It's unbelievable. You, I mean, you it's can, unbelievable to me. There probably is a case somewhere in America where one of these things is worthwhile doing. Where somebody literally has train tracks running through their elementary school. Uh, yeah. And the 405 runs right through Mrs. Smith's 7th uh, seventh, seventh period class. Where all the desks are. Uh, kids get killed the every day. Are, every kids, day. 
hundreds die every day. Every day. Every day. If they were teachers, they'd know to move the You would kids, think the right? teachers by now, because the train comes at 4.05 every day, you would think they'd move the kids out of the way. But they always forget. But they don't. They always forget. Bastards. They always and then forget. soon enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, like maybe. Is there... If that's the case, maybe you need a bond issue <laughs> yeah, in yeah. your town. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's possible somehow. <laughs> I, but we I would don't. Say, if your if you if your reflex action is to vote no on any time your government wants to spend money, mm-hmm. you're going to be in the right about 95 percent of the time. <laughs> yeah, that's okay? true. Uh, that's so true. think about that, please. I, I, open space laws are another one. The uh, the um, uh, the uh, school bond and environmental bonds are a big one. They all and the come rapid out. transit. Oh, yeah. Rapid man. transit is the other one. Shut stay away. Up. Stay away. But the environmental ones are really good because they'll just be like, we're going to buy seven thousand acres and we're just going to. Set it aside for birds. Uh, okay? Is that cool, guys? We need $500 um, million. No. no. Okay? No. That's <laughs> you know what? what you say to them. No. no. There's plenty of land for birds to be. As long as we're complaining about these dumb issues. <laughs> <laughs> Let me give you one more before we get into some of these uh, referendums that are on the ballot that might be in your area. Um, in Texas, this is Texas, supposedly the freest state in the Union, right? I had to go get a battery for the uh, riding mower that we have. Uh, it's been years since we've used it. So I, I went out and I got a new battery for it. And they're, you know, they're just like car batteries, 52 bucks or whatever. What pay for There's it. a $15 environmental fee. Yep. $15 environmental so fee for what? 28% tax. What? Yeah. Uh, unbelievable. Unbelievable. I'm so pissed, but what do you do? You can, uh, there's nothing you, you can just do. buy it. And you can just buy it. And this, these things to. are all built in all around you. So remember yeah. this when they say they need $300 million more of a bond because they have all these other taxes that you get pissed off about already coming into them to do the crap that you said you wanted done. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's incomprehensible. She told me, well, you'll get some of that back when you bring it back. Bring the old when I bring it back. back, when am I going to bring it back? It's, I, I, in the year 2709? 20, yeah, 2094? <laughs> <It's like, laughs> no, you always take them back. You always take them right back. You always you take them right back. You use right it once or twice, put, and then you bring it right battery, back. I put a new battery and then in you the get Tahoe. 10 of it back. I, uh, I can't battery. wait for that day. I put a new battery in the Tahoe <laughs> in Plano. <laughs> yeah. Put the old yeah. battery in the back of the Tahoe. It's in my trunk. I'm going to take it back anytime. <laughs> anytime. Soon. Anytime. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there are some uh, big uh, ballot initiatives going on. Uh, minimum wage is on the ballot in several states. Alaska, Arkansas, Illinois, Nebraska, and South Dakota all have referendums that Just could lead to no. significant increases in the wages of workers in each Just state. We, no. As the Patents Due program can come uh, together, I believe, with mm-hmm. a recommendation of how you should vote on these issues. Uh, this one, no. 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 Okay. okay. Um, it, and the, uh, one, one thing I want to note on minimum wage, uh, and uh, one of the states we have over here on our little board, uh, as pretty solidly Republican as Arkansas. And Arkansas is a state that has a Democratic senator who obviously supports the minimum wage. But they said this thing is polling so high that the Republican candidate has also stepped in and is supporting the minimum wage amendment really? in Arkansas because oh he's, I guess, we're terrified of it. Um, so Unreal. that will almost like definitely pass. But again, like, you know, you don't need. A uh, higher minimum wage. We've gone over the reasons a hundred times on this program. Go back and watch an old episode, or just vote no and don't think about it because we told you. <laughs> See, we're like the editorial page of the newspaper right. that tells you how we're to fine. vote. You're uh, fine. You don't way. need. You could just vote no. Yes. Congratulations. In Alabama, voters will vote on a constitutional amendment to enshrine the right to bear arms in the state constitution and subject it to strict scrutiny when reviewed by courts. 
Further, the amendment also makes clear that it would protect gun rights from potential interference uh, by international treaty and foreign law. So the patents do recommendation for that particular bill is to vote yes, yes. for that yes ballot amendment. on that. Yes. However, it shouldn't be necessary. No. Because we, we have what's called... The, the Constitu U.S. Constitution. Yeah. yeah, you have the U.S. Constitution that's supposed so. to trump the state constitution. Yeah. Uh, however, this this is this is how desperate you get with your rights. Yeah. We're supposed to have these rights that are, uh, you know, that are uh, unalienable, and yet here we are having to right. put them in state constitutions to make sure people understand they exist. It's amazing. It's sad. Um, the real chaos is in Washington State, where residents are voting on contradictory initiatives to make it easier and harder for the residents to buy guns. One measure would require background checks on all gun purchases. The other would forbid more stringent background checks than those required by federal law. Uh, so, okay, so on that one. No it, and then yes. No and then yes. No <laughs> on stricter background checks. Yes on the one that says more stringent background checks mm -hmm. uh, uh, required by federal law. You can't have any of those. Uh, so the, I would go no and yes on those two. Uh, should we go to abortion here, Pat? Yeah. Uh, in Colorado, voters will decide whether to support a controversial personhood amendment to the state constitution. Um, now, that one is one, that's the um, Cory Gardner banned birth control rule. Yes. Um, I'm going to vote yes on that. Yeah. Because it's it's declaring a person at a certain stage. I don't know what the stage is here. Yeah, but the, this like, the reason Cory Gardner... Is it, it's not conception, is it? I think, I think it is. is Cory Gardner I'm gonna say flipped yes. on this one to oppose it because uh, the language seemed loose enough that it could be interpreted to uh, interpreted to ban certain types of birth control. Oh no. And so I you know but I know you wouldn't s support that. And then, no. and the issue here is is that accurate? Would it actually I would have fixed the law so right. that it's, it makes it clear that it doesn't do anything to birth control. Right. And I think I, you know it seems like that's the that's the thing we won't know until we see how uh, you know the legal uh, the, the, the legal system goes through with this and, and to find out. Yeah, I think so that's that why he pass. backed off of that. But you that know, probably it, won't pass. It probably will not pass. North, North Dakota has a less subtle constitutional mm -hmm. amendment on their ballot, stating that life begins at conception. I like that. The bill wouldn't necessarily ban abortion because of the federal precedent of Roe v. Wade, but would make it far easier for North Dakota to implement further restrictions to abortion. I, I'm for that. Yeah, sure. Uh, Tennessee will decide whether to approve a constitutional amendment that prevents state courts from overriding any legislation that restricts or bans abortions mm -hmm. in the volunteer state. So you'd want to I would I would be positive on that one. Yeah, and the marijuana momentum continues in Oregon. Voters will decide whether to join Washington and Colorado in legalizing cannabis for uh, recreational use. So is going beyond the medical uh, use for marijuana. It's for recreational as well. But obviously then you, you couldn't have enough to where you would be selling it. Mm -hmm. uh, in Alaska, voters will vote on whether to decriminalize the drug. And Florida, voters will weigh, on, weigh in on whether to allow medical marijuana. So, I mean, this is your time, Jeffy. This is yeah, your time. You? No, I was just trying to figure out. I got to find out exactly what the amount is that they're saying you can have for recreational <laughs> use without selling. It doesn't really? say that in this. No. Why are you? Uh, it's, you know, Why it's is that important? It's important to, to note how much you're, uh, and, you can is use it? for you know recreational purposes. An uh -huh. issue like this, by the way, very interesting with Jeffy because you'd think, okay, obviously he's for making the drugs legal, but right. actually no, because you take away his business love, if love you do business. that. <laughs> if it's legal, then it's being sold uh, all over the place, uh, and it yeah. screws your and business up. It drives the price way down. It does, but. On the other hand, it, you know, I do provide quality, so, uh, you know, it's still, still okay. What are you admitting to? I'm just saying that okay. I provide quality. You provide quality. Right. Uh, mm -hmm. Most interesting question on the ballot is an advisory question in Washington where marijuana is already legalized. There, voters will decide whether tax subsidies for other agricultural crops should apply to marijuana since repealing them is techni technically a tax increase. Jeez. It always, gets, it always gets confusing. Yeah. My big issue, though, is, uh, is in Maine. 
where voters will vote uh, whether to ban using dogs, traps, and other bait to hunt bears in the pine tree state. We've been a, we've I, been a strong pro-bear pro bear show for, for a long, long, long time. How long? Uh, late 40s? Late 40s, early, early 50s. 50s. Yeah, maybe so early in there. 50s, yeah. So we, we've been pro-bear, but we're also pro-hunting. So when you add the two together, it's tough. But I think pro-bear outweighs pro-hunting in this particular well, case. Well, you're still hunting. You still hunt them. You just can't use the dogs you and the traps. You just can't use do dogs and traps. Right. And the bait. Okay. This is this is why like stuff like the a, a federal minimum wage is so ridiculous. This one size fits all policies. Think about if you live in Southern California, you live in South Florida, you live in New York City. Uh -huh. There's a state trying to 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 figure out how to hunt bears. <laughs> That's how different our states are. That's Let them make amazing. their own policies. I, I, I don't understand it. It's absolutely amazing. Um, we do have some stuff on voter ID coming up, but let, let's do that after the break. Can we do a yeah. couple of clips before we go to break, though? Bernie Sanders, uh, he's a socialist from Vermont, an avowed socialist. He mm -hmm. looks like he's going to run for president. Uh, and oh, my was, gosh, he's making all kinds of noise. He about, really about is. That. He wants to be your guy, yeah, and I does. want him to run badly. Oh, because be fun. I want to show how much he all, the, zero shot. all the middle-of-the-road Democrats agree with the socialist, mm -hmm. seemingly on every issue. It's so shocking. Of course, we're not going to use the hate language of calling them a socialist. You can't call Barack Obama a socialist, even though an avowed socialist votes with Barack Obama every single time. Right. Uh, but here is Bernie Sanders uh, with Ed Schultz. Who would you like? Who would you think would be a better Democratic nominee, Hillary Clinton or Ed Schultz? Well, Ed, uh, I think Ed does a great job. I think Ed is one of the hero heroes of the media. Oh, I yeah. think he <laughs> speaks to the needs of working class mm -hmm. uh, people. I think Elizabeth Warren is, you know, somebody's doing a great job. But if you walked into the Vermont voting booth and the two candidates on the Democratic primary ballot were Hillary Clinton and Ed Schultz, who would you vote for? Mm. I'll respectfully decline. <laughs> to answer that question at this time, Ed Schultz is a very good friend of mine. Okay, okay. Senator, and fist bump. Is this is what we do on the media. What we do on this program right. to humanize. <laughs> you to know okay. You. Senator Bernie Sanders of Vermont, thanks for coming in. Uh, I'll, I'll bet. We played a clip of those guys the other day. Um, Bloomberg Paul. They have a they have a way of putting these politicians in uncomfortable positions. I and they did there. They did there. Well, that's kind of I like that. I will just bet Ed Schultz and Bernie Sanders are very close. Yeah, I mean, there's ideologically as well as friendship wise, I would say you're probably right on that. And, yeah. uh, you know, they, you know, Ed Schultz comes out and basically advocates socialism on the air every day. That's yeah. not something the United States has had. Really. Well, here's here's a little taste of Ed and what he's done over the years. There are no glitches. <laughs> there are no there are no glitches. Mainstream media, I believe, wants Obamacare to fail. If Obamacare is repealed, Americans will die now. If you are a Glenn Beck disciple and you hate President Obama, then the website would be healthcare.gov slash dumbass. The apology should be coming from the conservatives. Fact of the matter is 90% of the electronic media which is owned in this country is owned by conservatives. It amazes me that people don't love Obama. It's these the guys who don't like the middle class. These are the guys that are causing the shutdown. This is why they are freaking out about Obamacare. The popularity is killing them. Good to have you with us tonight, folks. Well, here we are, back on weeknights. Yeah! If Megyn Kelly believes she's doing things differently, she can keep on pretending. Yeah! Douche Hall of Fame.
Aaron Gear is here on Patton Stewart. I'm always here. To walk us through uh, this next segment that features uh, sort of a segment of another show, if I'm not mistaken. Right? You're really engaged in the segment, Pat, and I appreciate it. I am super engaged. Here, let me show you one more time. Like the, uh, mega the Doppler board. engaged. So here's the Senate thing one more time. Or this okay. is a, we're to do a little voter ID here in just a second. But So I kind of put this into categories of... Uh, these are pretty so you've sure. taken everything out of toss-up. I figure you got to get everything out of toss-up. It's the day before the election, so let's yeah. take it out of toss-up. So everything's out of toss-up now. The, what I have here is 53-47 Republicans. Now, all the outside columns, these two outside <laughs> columns, are pretty much locked in. I don't see any chance of those switching. Lock unlike. them in Lock and them in. rip the knob off. So you've got three, six, eight in the middle that are, we're calling toss-ups, okay. you know, or at least could go either way. I'm saying Republicans are going to win six of the eight. That's optimistic to me. I think they'll probably blow one or two of these. The, the stars next to these three, Kansas, Georgia, and, and Louisiana, they all have kind of weird They're losable for They're, the Republicans. Well, any of these, I think, are losable. And these are winnable, by the way, for Republicans. So I, could, yeah. I think you could theoretically see 55. I don't think it's going to happen. Kansas is, is weird because there's an independent running who says he's going to go with the winner. So if the Republicans win the Senate, in theory, even if Orman beats uh, Roberts, you'd still have him as a, a Republican guy. Mm -hmm. Then Georgia and Louisiana are both uh, runoffs. Um, so most likely those will go into runoff, and you won't know until December and January uh, in those two circumstances. And the other one I could probably put a star next to is Alaska, because Alaska, because of how late the polls will go, and it's probably going to be close enough that you're not going to know uh, election night. If you do know, it's going to be very late. So, uh, but right now, I think, you know, this is where we're going to throw it up. It, you know, if there's any polling that breaks tomorrow, we could still move one from one side to the other. But that's where mm -hmm. we stand now. Uh, one of the issues uh, that is seemingly pretty big uh, in this debate is, is voter ID. Um, and it's been a situation that seems pretty obvious. We talked about this in Rand Paul's stance earlier on the program. And we'll talk about, uh, we actually did a segment on his comments on Wonderful World of Stew as well, explaining the polling and the truth uh, behind voter ID. I think of myself as a relatively hip guy. I like to know what's going on in pop culture, what the young kiddies are up to, that sort of thing. Today's language of the youth. For example, the word neato is really big right now. So if you say the word neato to your kids, they'll be really impressed. That's why I decided to watch pop singer Avril Lavigne's new music video. It's fantastic. Now, some people call that video offensive because they say it stereotyped Japanese culture. I say it's offensive because it murdered my ears. But I've learned that being offended is just as trendy as shaving half your head. See, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come in next week with that sort of hairstyle. See how it works. You know what's more offensive than, one, the name Avril, and two, a person named Avril singing an awful song about Hello Kitty? Voter ID. Mm-hmm. Senator Rand Paul was reported as saying, everyone's gone completely crazy on this voter ID thing. I think it's wrong for Republicans to go too crazy on this issue because it's offending people. His comments were controversial, of course, and Rand attempted to clarify, tweeting, my stance on voter ID was taken out of context by the New York Times. Set the record straight with Greta tonight. Watch. Well, let's watch. But it's funny because you say one thing, it goes around the circle and it comes back and it's completely different than what you said. I did say that maybe we shouldn't overemphasize this so much and we need to talk about other things that try to attract new people to the party. All right. Well, so Rand was trying to make the point that voter ID maybe shouldn't take center stage in order to attract more people to the party because he believes those people are offended by it. 
do we need to move voter ID to the back burner? It's time to get antisocial. Now, first of all, the arguments against voter ID uh, are insultingly stupid, I would say. For those people in this country who are offended by voter ID laws, please remember to be consistent and act offended every time you buy alcohol, you get cigarettes, you open a bank account, you apply for food stamps, you drive in a car, you get on an airplane, you get married, you adopt a little pet, you apply for a fishing license, you go to a casino, you donate your blood, this is real blood, I drove myself, mm-hmm. Even if you purchase NyQuil, remember, you can't calm a fever and get a little loopy at the same time without showing your photo ID to the CVS cashier. That is just a fact of life. Where's the outrage in those situations? Who is calling all of these transactions racist or suppressive? No one. Because these daily acts are not ideal to build a pandering platform on. And also, what side of the argument is racist here? The side of the argument that says black people are just as capable of obtaining IDs as every other competent member of society, or the side that says black people are incapable of completing one of the most basic tasks in our society. Now, of course, Rand Paul isn't making dumb arguments like that. He's just saying, one, some people are offended by the subject of voter ID. And two, there are enough of those people that the Republican Party should stop talking about it so much. Let's see if these beliefs are based in fact. Voter ID is an issue most Republicans can agree on. According to a recent poll from Rasmussen, 94% of Republicans agree that everyone should be required to prove his or her U.S. citizenship before being allowed to register to vote. You might say, well, it's a Republican issue. Of course they agree on it. But is opposition to stricter gun control laws a Republican issue? I'd say it is. But only 75% of Republicans oppose stricter gun control. How about something that is foundational to Republicans' belief about the economy? Do tax cuts have a positive impact on the economy? Only 58% of Republicans believe that. So we know Republicans really love voter ID. But as Rand Paul talked about, the issue here is reaching across the aisle to people who don't normally agree with Republicans. So let's look at a wide range of people. Every color of the rainbow. Let's go to the offense meter to see just how offended people are by voter ID laws. Let's start with men. That's easy. What percentage of men oppose voter ID? Uh, all right. 19%. It's not very high at all. But women are the ones who are really offended by it, right? And Republicans desperately want to attract women. War on women. Remember that? So the percentage of women who vote oppose voter ID laws is, uh, ooh, oh, also 19%. Well, Republicans are all old. What percentage of those over 65 are, are offended? I bet it's, it's not even that high. Yeah, 18%. Yeah, but young people hate it, and Republicans desperately need them. Rand Paul talks about it all the time. What percentage of young people oppose voter ID laws? Look, it's, uh, oh, it's also 18%. But we do know that Republicans are all white people. And we know that none of them are offended by voter ID, stupid whiteies. What percentage of whiteies oppose voter ID? It's probably really like 17%. But that's what you'd expect. Rand Paul was talking about minorities. African-Americans are viscerally opposed to voter ID. 
I mean, look at these numbers. These are going to blow you away. Wow. Only 26% oppose voter IDs. Let's pause and think about that for a second. We're talking about an issue that only one out of four African Americans disagree with the Republican stance on. This is in a country where the Republican nominee for president just got 6% of the African American vote in 2012. And that was actually up from 4% in 2008. And it's not just African Americans who seem to have no problem with voter ID. Other races don't oppose it either. Here's the numbers. It's not that bad, trust me. It's actually less than 26, down to 16%. And what about the strangest race of all? The race that makes absolutely no sense. And, you know, call me a racist if you want. The race I actually can't stand a lot of the time. Democrats. What percentage of Democrats oppose voter ID? 32%. Only a third of Democrats oppose it. The overwhelming majority of every single demographic group supports the Republican position on voter ID. This is a wonderful and glorious gift. This is not a position you hide. Now look, I understand where Rand Paul is coming from. He wants to be welcoming to minorities and what the media portrays as a racially divisive issue. And none of this is intended to bash Rand Paul. He's one of the good guys. But I think it's important to make sure we don't bow to the media pressure on this. Voter ID is not only sensible and the right thing to do, it's also one of the only overwhelmingly popular things that Republicans ever talk about. Now, Rand Paul does not normally care if something is popular. He cares whether it's right or wrong. I can support this with evidence. For example, a new special tax on junk food. Now, Rand says no on that. But only 47% of Americans actually stand with Rand. Yet he still makes his opinion known. How about raising taxes on the wealthy? Rand says no to that. But only 31% of Americans stand with Rand, yet he still makes his opinion known on that. How about raising the minimum wage? Rand says no to that, of course. But only 28% of Americans stand with Rand. He still makes his opinion known on that. What about the issue of federal universal preschool? Rand says no to that. But only 24% of Americans stand with Rand, yet he still makes his opinion known on that. Does the federal government do too much to protect the environment? Rand says, hell yeah. But only 16% of Americans stand with Rand, yet he makes his opinion known on that. How about uh, laws relating to gun sales? Should they be less strict? Rand says yes. But only 9% of Americans stand with Rand, yet he makes his opinion known on that. Do corporations pay too much income tax? <laughs> well, Rand says yes. And only 8% of Americans stand with Rand, and yet he makes his opinion known on that. I point out these issues not to bash Rand Paul. I give him credit for taking tough stands on uncomfortable issues. But when the issue is voter ID, Rand says yes, and 78% of Americans stand with Rand. Why wouldn't you want to make your opinion known on that? So to review, claiming African-Americans can't handle obtaining an ID is really the racist side to this argument. Overwhelming majorities of every demographic group, including young people, women, blacks, and Democrats, support voter ID laws. And speaking your mind, regardless of the popularity of your opinion, is, as the kids say, neato.
Yeah, we, uh, we should do that. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. It's Pat and Stu. Uh, and f first of all, I want to go to Chad in Arkansas. Uh, Chad's got a question uh, for us, I believe, on this pre-election day. Hey, Chad. Yes. Uh, hi. hi. I was curious if you know if there is a political party that has taken position with uh, new research on the rare aluminum two element being located in well it's mm -hmm. commonly uh the area as it like the bermuda triangle mm -hmm. uh devil's triangle in uh africa mm -hmm. uh recently mm -hmm. uh, the malaysian flight that disappeared <laughs> yeah. is there a political party that has taken issue with this and if so this on the new element of aluminum too we can't walk you through this entire election if you haven't watched our coverage i mean we've been all over that topic oh well, yeah yeah is this then, your first day watching the show uh, no, actually, no? it's not. It's just um, a okay. single bed. And yeah, and you don't have time to watch a show every bed. show. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, we. Uh, I, I don't. I, I have to say, only Jeffy is up to speed on that particular issue. Jeffy. Jeffy. Uh, Appreciate the call, Chad. We'll, thanks, we'll, Chad. We'll get the answer from uh, Jeffy. Which political party has taken an issue, uh, taken a strong stand on the uh, new element that they found in the Bermuda Triangle, Africa, and in the uh, Malaysian aluminum, uh, aluminum too. Aluminum too. Oh, I haven't heard which party has taken that up. To be honest with you, it's a strong element too. It's going to be strong element. They're yeah. showing yeah. that it can be used in a number of different applications. Cans, right? cans, for cans. One. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, foil, too. foil. Aluminum too would be it would be new and improved. Right. Cans. So well, better cans too. and better foil. Better cans yeah. and better foil so are we'll, coming your way. We'll have more foil uh, talk coming up in just a little while. Uh, in our election coverage. That's pretty much the f full three hours of our special election coverage, election night. It's going to be mostly night. focused on aluminum, too. Uh, well, you know, we'll touch, maybe we'll, we'll graze, uh, you know, a new nickel uh, that was found. Uh, and a little of magnesium. Cadmium. Uh, cadmium. What about the yeah, cadmium? Yeah, oh, we got a big discovery. cadmium segment. That's, that's true. I should, I should say that mm -hmm. up front. We had a big cad, cadmium. I think most, most cadmium. people are more excited about the cadmium than they are the aluminum, too. Yeah, that's a good point. But, that's a great uh, point. Uh, so. uh, how about this uh, home? This guy might be the guy who's selling this home in Vegas. Uh, this is a new home in Vegas. Um, well, it's not new. It's been around since the 70s. But a guy built it. <laughs> He's kind of afraid of the uh, Cold War. Might have been that caller. Um, and do we have pictures of this thing? So it looks kind of like a normal house um, mm -hmm. up above. Um, it yeah, was Gerard it Henderson built it. He was very wealthy and concerned about the uh, Cold War. But uh, you might have to take an elevator down to the lower floors uh, where you will find this. Uh, it's a underground bunker situation that will keep you safe from a nuclear war. The thing with the top up? What? The thing right there with the top up in the uh, lower in the left hand corner. No, I think that's just a, a grill. Um, oh, okay. But uh, <laughs> or a cooler. Okay. Uh, but this is all uh, underground. You see, it's so big. Yeah. Wait, painted. They, that's not underground. Right? It is it's, underground. If you kind of look in the background, that's just painted. These are fake trees. It's oh, supposed to look okay. like you're outside, right. so you don't go crazy okay. in the bunker. Although you go crazy in Very this room cool. with the patterns all over the place. Uh, but this is all underground through with an elevator and would theoretically uh, protect you. Uh, for quite a long time. So this uh, room here is underground. Then I don't know if this one is. I, uh, I the, oh, these are all underground. All those yes. that we're all showing right. here. What else has he got? Uh, yeah, it's a pretty good sized. See, like, so you could tell that's underground there. Oh yeah, it looks yeah. like a mini golf. Uh, and he's got course. a nice pool yeah. underground. That he's would, very rich. Wow. I think that might just be painted. A painted pool. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a painted pool. No. Jeffy, no. See, and then he's got this area. Pretty cool. Uh, and apparently he drained the pool or something because it's uh, 
There you go. It okay. just sold, according to this story. It did sell. Yeah, I know it had sold. Uh, it had sold a couple times since the guy actually uh, moved out of it a long time ago. But uh, this one, it was foreclosed upon uh, this time. Shocking. Oh, really? I wonder what it cost. Do we have what it cost to make well, it to this, build in the first this place? This story says it's oh, what it cost to be built. Uh, it probably does have something. This story said it sold in March. So is it those okay. people it was foreclosed on? Maybe. I don't know. It sold in March for a little over a million. Oh, did it? Okay. 1.15. Um, okay, well, you t there's three bedrooms, including a guest house. There's a lighting system that reflects the time of day, pool and a sauna, even a putting green. Uh, home's been purchased a couple times, as, as uh, Stu mentioned. So that's, that's kind of interesting. Somebody getting a little prepared mm -hmm. for uh, whatever eventuality may take place. And providing some nice, I mean, in case you have to go underground, you get a swimming pool and this is, green. The, this is the sad story of most of this, uh, you know, what, what the people who don't like it would call the doomsday prepper world. Yep. You know, of course, thankfully, most of these things don't ever have to be used, yeah. or at least haven't yet had yes, to be used. Yes, you just want to be prepared, just want to be prepared in case, case they do. Now, but it is sad when you see, like, 20 years later, this guy's got this giant underground thing. He's long gone. He's got this giant underground thing that, yeah. you know, he never used. But then again, if he had used it, everyone else would be dead. So we, we were actually happy about that. Kind of happy. Yeah. <laughs> um, coming up in just a, a few moments, we're going to be trying a new kind of pizza from Papa John's. It's got Fritos on it. Oh, my gosh. It's got freaking Fritos on it. Okay. Freaking we're gonna Fritos. Eat we're going to freaking eat them. Okay. We're going to eat them because we like them. Freaking eat freaking Fritos. Uh, so we'll try that in just a minute. But before we do that, we have the nine. This is uh, from Mental Floss, nine gems from the U.S. Patents, uh, patent Office's pizza patent collection. So they, people have tried to patent things or have patented things uh, in regards to pizza. And uh, we like pizza, so we're going to talk about it. Uh, the musical pizza box. It's a pizza box that plays music when you open it. Any, mm -hmm. any use for that, Pat? Yeah, the application is when, when the box uh, material is folded to form the pizza box, the microchip is mounted on the and then it plays. So it's like, a, it's like one so of those greeting like, cards. Happy basically. birthday to you or yeah. whatever. It's That's like uh, point, I'll go pointless on that one. Pointless. Okay. Uh, pizza sliced cutting stamp. A uh, device that turns one slice of pizza into many uh, smaller cuts of pizza. I okay. will say I like this. I like this. Yeah. So you would go and you just you push it down and it would cut into mm -hmm. little bite-sized chunks. Mm -hmm. I'm a big fan of the bite-sized chunks uh, of pizza. Um, I know um, it's it's supposed to be bad when you eat it like that. Um, uh, what's his face? Uh, De Blasio got in trouble because he was eating with a fork and knife. I think it was him. Oh yeah. right. Yeah, I'm, I'm a fan yeah. of it. It makes the pizza last longer, which is all I care about. That's true. Um, and that's why I will say I'm a huge supporter of number three on this list: pizza scissors. Pizza freaking scissors are a great idea. I had scissors pizza many times as a kid, yeah. and I continue to eat pizza with scissors today. Um, you could cut it up into perfect little chunks very easily. It's, the, it's mm -hmm. the ultimate way to eat pizza. It's actually completely underrated. Now, this one has a little spatula, uh, so you can kind of like scoop the pizza out. I mean, this is fantastic. Oh, I would buy this thing in a second. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. I'd that's, buy that in a second. That's pretty good. Uh, then there's Pizza Hut's mobile pizza-making assault vehicle. <laughs> it's a kitchen-equipped truck that cruises around your neighborhood, looks in the sh lurks in the shadows, and constantly makes your pizza. I like that. That's a good. That's good. <laughs> that could not be an actual description. Uh, that is what mental floss is saying, I guess. You can sell a lot more than pizza out of that thing. Uh, what about decorative pizza? Pizza that looks like a hyena. And it doesn't seem like it's going to be valuable to me. I, I'm not sure I want no, pizza. No, I don't want decorative pizza. No. Improved pizza. It's a pizza whose cr crust spits in the face of societal norms and instead takes over the center of the pie in form of a grid. How what? the heck would that work? Do we have a picture of that one? Is this it? That's it, I think, right how? there. Wait, That's how would that improve? Just pizza? weird. That's just weird. That's very interesting, I and I would try it because it's pizza, but I don't, it doesn't make any sense to me. How about the pizza cone? Ice cream and pizza uh, had a baby, uh, and it would be a pizza cone. 
Now, so I will you'd say have pizza on a cone. Now I will say that I have sure I put this. Didn't we do an episode of Wonderful World of Stew where we had a pizza cone thing on there? Yep. Wasn't it? Mm -hmm. And that was freaking really good. Um, but uh, it had a lot of different tastes. In it. Run through the last fabulous uh, pizza innovations for us, if you would. I'd love to, Pat. <laughs> Thank you for asking. Sure. How about the pizza sandwich? Yeah. Yes, I'm yes. in. The pizza sandwich. Yeah, uh, the, pres the present invention provides a method for assembling a food item which comprises providing mm -hmm. a first bread layer and a second bread layer, wherein each the first and second bread layers each comprise a first and second side. This doesn't make any sense. I don't even understand. I don't either. And uh, finally, a doughless pizza bowl. Uh, it's not what's, a pizza. what's in it? That's not a pizza. Bread, uh, bread products have always been a staple food. Many individuals believe that cons cons consumption of carbs, such as those found in bread, okay. are bad. So That's great. I love it. Let's have pizza, pizza now. Okay. Bring on make, the pizza. Okay. The Let's time. get to the spoon segment. Coming up here on Patent Stew, there's pizza to be eaten. There's pizza to be sampled. There's Frito pizza pie. Where's the pie? Two junk foods into one brilliant package. Bring the Papa John. Bring it. Better ingredients, better <laughs> probably the best intro in the history of television right there. Uh, probably? Spoons. Did I hear the word probably? You did. You did. Um, this is a Whatever. segment in which we eat food uh, that's new to the market typically, although mm -hmm. sometimes we just want to eat and it's good. Um, this one today is new to the market. It's from Papa John's, uh, which has better ingredients and better pizza is what they tell us constantly. That's what they tell us. Um, I like Papa John uh, I like him. as a guy. I think, I think they're conservatives, aren't they? I don't know. I think so, I know, but I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm not sure why I feel that way, but it seems like that's... That's accurate, but so this is a I can't Frito, wait to try the Frito pie. What is it pie. called? What's the official type, title? Frito pie? What is it? Mm. Mm -hmm. Frito chili pie. Now, I All got right. mine a little bit altered because there's, you know, meat products and such. Right. Mm -hmm. Frito chili pie. I'm going to say, yes, this is good. It is good. You like it? Yeah, I wouldn't necessarily identify Fritos as something I want on my pizza. Mm-hmm. But... Not bad. It's pretty good. It's yeah. pretty good. It's really good. I mean, you can do almost anything crunchy on it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's a good point. Now, do we have any of the Papa John's cheese mm -hmm. dipping sauce? We have this garlic stuff. Yeah, we you got do. this here. Will you drink a? Seriously, how many times have you done shots? Just like. Well, you put put alcohol in it. You don't just drink that. Mm -hmm. No, I'm saying the the garlic dipping sauce. Have you ever done shots of garlic dipping sauce with booze in it? Oh, okay. Yeah, she pour booze in it. Yeah, a little uh, bit. Well, I don't have any booze, but will you do a shot right now on the air? Live on the air. Shot of, let me give you a little picture of what this looks Jeff, like inside. Jeff, 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 Jeff. Take a close-up of that. This is what Jeffy's about to drink. That looks yummy, right? Okay. Go ahead. That um, is. Take a shot of that. That's buttery goodness right there, Jeffy. Mm -hmm. And the good part is, no calories. <laughs> there. Seriously. Now, your, dedic your dedication to the show and to our country is at stake here. I thought it was nasty. Um, did you do one, one shot. How about this? It's one absolutely shot, not we will nasty. Guarantee, it's really good. Oh, it's, yeah, it's good. Uh, one shot of garlic sauce from <clears throat> Papa John's, and we will give the state of New Hampshire to the Republicans. Wow. Yeah. Entire, wow. Scott Brown will be in the Senate. Jeff. 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 Are you... Jeff, you don't, you don't. I don't see you doing it. Jeff, I don't know. you're not. Come on. That make me sick. Uh, there you go. Are you gonna wuss out on us? Oh, there he goes. Oh there God. he goes. <laughs> oh my God! You did it. <laughs> 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 oh crap! The camera's missing. You gotta do it again. 
He didn't get it all, but you got some of it. That was pretty good. Yummy? Oh. Mm. Yes? Mm. Come on. Finish it off. You got to finish it off. You got some left there. Did Come he on. spill it on his shirt? Please tell me he spilled it on his shirt. <laughs> I don't that is some serious buttery, garlicky Wow, how was goodness. that, by the way? That's not mm. what it's designed for, by the way. The pizza itself is, is, is tasty, and uh, I would recommend I like it with I the Fritos on it. it. Get yeah? some. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you're going to get a Papa John's pizza, get the one with the Fritos on it. Jeffy, a little bit more uh, before we go. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Hurry up. Four seconds. Knock it back. There it goes. There it goes. Oh, no. He did it.